Welcome in to another episode of Sports Jam on WMPG 90.9, Southern Maine Community Radio from the University of Southern Maine in Portland, Maine. Uh, You can listen to us online at uh, WMPG.org or on uh, Anchor.fm, iTunes, Spotify. That's right, we're publishing this show as a podcast as well as it's airing live right now at our normally uh, scheduled time of 9 to 11 p.m. On every other Sunday, so we are we normally record on a Friday night. Um, you could say we planned this. You could say we were lazy. Um, let's say we planned it lazily, and we're now recording a Saturday night instead, which I think is going to work out a little bit better because sometimes you know Friday night to a Sunday night airing sometimes makes things that we're talking about maybe a little bit out of date. Um, so we're here, we're live. Colin, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um... You know what I have to? I will have to say about this show. It's the first show in like a month that we don't have to compete with the Michael Jordan documentary. It's true. It's true. It's everybody is tuning in now to us. Yeah. Everybody before was like, ah, uh, we we should probably watch MJ, and now this week, no excuses. They're listening to us. They want to hear what we have to say about that, which we will get to, as well as you know Tom Brady stuff and you know some things about Disney and soccer and golf and all kinds of things we're gonna get to it we're gonna get uh, to it uh, but first we gotta update update ourselves update the listeners quarantine life is weird um so Kellen, what what you been up to man well first off work um i'm not living that unemployment life like you'll be hearing about shortly um i've been working about 35 a week down at gonville farm in dayton maine come get food I'll be there, most likely. Uh, But outside of work, uh, I finally picked up my camera again for the first time in a while. Went out, took some sunset photos at Old Orchard Beach. Went out the next morning, got up at 4 a.m. I don't know why, but I took sunrise photos. Uh, And I made my own website. I got that bored. Um, Mm. Just made a website, started a blog. I've blogged twice. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of spewing my thoughts so yeah they're there this will go on there um but i'm sure it has not been exciting as someone who's living it up in quarantine right now like yourself yeah you know i'm just having a great old time uh some of my exciting events uh my my life-altering events aren't as life-altering as they normally would be so yeah about three weeks ago i i applied for unemployment because I had three jobs coming to the summer and now all three jobs are unavailable due to the COVID pandemic. And so I applied because I'm unemployed, you know, and uh, sure enough, I, I was approved for it. And um, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting paid uh, a good amount of money um, to play golf basically and do nothing else. I've actually been golfing um, 20 times. Um, in the last 21 days, 
Um, I'm going golfing tomorrow, which will make 21 times. Um, in fact, on, uh, out of those 21 days, three days it's rained, so I couldn't play. But then on three other days, I've played twice in one day to make up for it. Um, and you'd think I'd be better by now. I'm not, <laughs> which is You're slightly depressing. No, uh, getting there. Definitely getting there. Um, so, yeah, that's been fun. But I have to get something off my chest because, like I said, my life-altering events are life-altering in a totally different way now. Um, different things happen. For example, yesterday, oh, my God. Listeners at home, let me try to let me try to explain. Maybe you've dealt with this, okay? I come back. I go into my room, okay? Typical Friday afternoon. It's hot, whatever. I go in. I look out my window. And what do I see on my window itself? I see like 60 sugar ants just like, you know, freaking flying around all over the window and just, you know, zooming around everywhere. And I'm just like disgusted. I can't do ants, spiders, webs. All that stuff. Get him out of here. So I, I I was telling Cullen before we aired the show that I went to go pick up this hockey stick to beat the crap out of them, to teach them a lesson. And uh, I went from like all gung-ho, like let me beat the crap out of these ants, to dropping the stick because there were nine ants on it. And I like screamed like a little girl and ran away. Um, I went to the store. I bought like the biggest can of Raid multi-insect repellent. Um, and it literally says it kills, uh, ants on impact. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, I came back and I drowned about 20 ants in this stuff, covered my window in it, bought eight ant traps and, um, Cover you could say as well. Yes. Yes. You, you could say that I am, uh, no longer unemployed. I run my own, uh, extermination business in my own house. Right. And that's, that's like my full-time job. But the main the main government didn't hear that. <laughs> no, no, they didn't hear that. Um, Self employed, not making any money. You can call it volunteer work if you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's so exciting in my life. Um, yeah. Oh, there's one other thing. I I have to bring this up because you got a, You you kind of got a dog, dude. I did. I got a puppy, bro. This puppy. If 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 uh, if you want to see this puppy. Uh, you can you can follow me on Instagram if you want. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Connor Blake twenty thirty six. Request to follow me, I'll accept it. But this dog, dude, oh, she's so cute. Her name is Roxy. She's uh eleven weeks old. She's like three pounds, dude, three pounds. She's got these adorable little eyes, big ears, friendly smile, just a cuddle bug. And uh, I was laying on the couch the other day, and she wa- she wanted to come up and say hi, so I picked her up. And she was, like, moving around on me quite some bit. And then she decided to lay down. Um, the only thing was that her spot to lay down was literally on the side of my freaking head. Um, and I took a picture of it and uploaded it to Instagram. So if you want to see my dog, she's freaking cute. You won't regret it. You'll fall in love like I did. But um, my favorite part is that I saw the B side of this photo when you snapped out of me of your dog sitting on your face with a much different emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, bro. Dogs are so weird, bro. They are. They are. Dogs be like, I can sit anywhere in this room, but this guy's head, that's the spot. Yeah. That's oh, where my, I want to be. My cats do the exact same thing. The f- it's wild. I'd rather yeah, see, I, I expect cats to do that, but not out of a dog. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think true. dogs are going to be that way. Yeah, some dogs are. are lap dogs. Some, some dogs, dogs are apparently face dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You 
So uh, bring, bring, yeah, he's space dog. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, a good dog. Um, all, all cool things are happening in quarantine. Weird things, weird things happening. Um, but we kind of already mentioned it, and we'll get into the show now. We've been competing with the MJ documentary um, the last like five Sundays in a row, but not this Sunday. However, we're gonna talk about it because I mean, wow, right? Big wow. Big wow. Hey, real so quick, good. let me ask you a question. How like how do you think the ratings did on this? How many millions of people do you think watched it on average over all ten episodes? We're talking about concurrent viewers, like Oh gosh. I have no idea. I because I haven't even thought about this at all. Like, I, I looked it up. I had to know just to give you uh, like a reference, um mm-hmm. the average Bruins game on Nesson gets like anywhere from nine hundred thousand to one point two million. An average Celtics game gets like three million. Red Sox gets about one point five. And that's, that's big. Re- that's regional, right? That's We're regional. Talking like overall, overall, how, like concurrent viewers. It's okay if you're like you're you're way off, but fifteen million, fifteen concurrent. Yeah. How no, I am wish I? you're off. You're off, but um. It, it it averaged five point three million viewers and I mean, five point seven million viewers. When you think about it, so th- so they say that during the first hour they averaged five point three, in the second hour they averaged five point seven, and that's not even counting the fact that they showed it like for in the East Coast time viewing and a West Coast time viewing. They just counted mm-hmm. the East Coast time, so oh, they could oh, have had oh, oh. you know oh. what I mean. They could have had West Coast numbers you know as yeah. well at a five point okay. seven. So we're right. talking it could be anywhere from 10, yeah. 10 to 12 million. And so 15 isn't off. You got to think it's a Sunday night. People got to work. Like my so I'd be sitting there on the couch downstairs with the fam. We'd all be watching it. My dad would watch the first episode, probably go to bed because he has to go to work in the morning. So you got to think how many people recorded it. Uh, yeah. how many people are waiting for it to come out on Netflix because it comes out on Netflix July 19th. Right. Um that's going to be a hardcore binge. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> like has to be has to be like July nineteenth. I know what my plans are for watching. Yep. I mean, um, and so one of the cool stats I find is that Nielsen, who does all the TV ratings, um, they said that an average of three point five million um, viewers every Sunday were between eighteen and forty nine years old. So really, more than half of the viewers are millennials. You know, yeah. people that weren't alive to necessarily see. I mean, you might have had some people that were born um, in 96, but, like, they didn't get to see it. Or let's say you were born in 85. You might have been 10, you know, when, when MJ is finishing up his stuff. You, so you don't really comprehend everything that went into it. You didn't see the college story. You didn't see everything leading into it. So I think ESPN hit their demographic on the head, and people were intri- intrigued by this. And like you said, this is going to come out on Netflix. It's going to um, – a bunch of re-airings of it, I'm sure. Um, Already. There's so many already. If you open up your ESPN app, I swear like ESPN three has just become the last dance channel. Hey, it's a great documentary. So it is. let's let's talk about it. Um why don't let's see we got four minutes until our first break, uh, for some music. So let's just talk about um the real quick our last impressions of those of the last dance episodes. Um so for me, anyways, um what impressed me the most was how at the end he thought that they could have gone for seven. Like Michael, Michael Jordan until that moment on the documentary didn't know the reason why 
um, they completely got blown up. He still didn't know. I mean, he thought he knew, but they actually had to play him a, a clip of uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, explaining why he didn't sign back some of the other players. And um, incredible to see Michael's reaction and for him to say, like, listen, I I definitely think that I would have come back and Dennis would have come back. I mean, probably could have convinced Scotty to come back for one more year just to try going for seven. I mean, what, what team that wins three straight championships says, nah, we don't want to go for four. We're going to blow right. the team up. Right. That's ludicrous. You know, general managers today would get, you know, hung out to dry for that stuff. So that that was the point point for me where I was like, that is just crazy to me. Um, that that was the big standout for me over the last four episodes. What what kind of caught your eye? Um, I think in terms of the documentary, like the the way that they kind of told the story, because technically, like they were with them with him in the final season. You know, the last right. dance, right? So, like, I'm sitting there with my mom, and she's like, you know, I don't really know how I feel about it bouncing back. Like, it keeps jumping back to the final season and then coming back and, like, back and forth. But, like, what I was trying to tell her is that this is, like, the story of Michael Jordan and the final season. So, like, right. they're, they're, like, hitting it on the head perfectly in the final season, and it, like, kind of mentions a point that you can jump back to and talk about. Like, I just thought the way that, like, the storytelling throughout all of it, how they could just jump back and forth, I thought it was fluid. I thought it was great. Right. I loved it entirely. Um, I think they did a great job with that. Because I feel like in a sports documentary, trying to tell someone's entire career, I feel like you can kind of just bounce around. Like, you have a timeline, but it can't be as fluid. I thought they did a great job with that. Yeah. Um, One of the things that really touched me in the last, uh, like, four episodes or so, um, it was the basically the ending of uh, the second episode. So episode number uh, eight, it was. And episode number eight was them talking about how Jordan's uh, father was actually murdered down in, um, I believe, North Carolina uh, when he was when he was down there. And just seeing, um, you know, we've all probably seen the picture of Michael Jordan crying in the weight room, the trainer's room with the, the trophy. And he's holding it. And you just think that that's just tears of joy. That's what I always thought was like, wow, he's like cares so much about this game. I had no idea that his father passed away the way that he did and that it was that, and, you know, I had no idea the historical significance of Michael Jordan and the things that he had gone to to get to that moment and to actually not just see the picture, but to see rolling video of that moment of him crying. Like that was extremely heavy stuff. And um, that that for me was like the biggest thing that I, I saw in that episode and I was like, Wow, this is this is big. I mean this documentary is great. You know, yeah. you, you don't you know, like I said, if I just see that picture, that's all I'm thinking. Um, but being right. able to see the video of it was incredible. Yeah, I mean like within that moment, you know, I'm again I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm on Twitter and people are like, I don't get why people need to have the cameras on him at all times right now. It's like they don't know. What they think he's right. crying tears of joy because they just won, right? They don't realize that he's crying because he doesn't have his father there. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was very this documentary was very raw. That's what I liked about so much about it. Yeah, like it was very open, very like everybody says how exactly how they feel about everything, and it right. also hit on really important points about MJ that nobody really knew about. Right. Um, yeah, incredible stuff. So we have to get to a, a song break. When we come back, we're going to discuss a little bit more about um, Michael Jordan in general, the documentary, maybe some documentaries that we want to see next. 
um, Tom Brady, um, some memes, and um, some other things to, to happen. But for now, we've got to get to some music here. Um, this is the part of the, the section where I play country music and hope Cullen likes it, which I know he won't. Um, <laughs> but we just hope he will. That's all we need is a chance. So uh, without further ado, we're going to be playing one of them girls' new song by Lee Bryce and uh, cheating songs by Midland. This is Sports Jam WMPG 90.9. Are you one of them girls that peels off the Bud Light label? Just might run the pool table. Roll your eyes if I call you an angel. Ain't you one of them girls? Ask you to dance, you say no. Just to see how far I'll go. Your song comes on and your eyes close. That's when I know, yeah. You got your heart on lockdown. Got a wall I gotta knock down. Kinda wanna do a shot now. Come on now. You one of them girls that ain't trying to meet nobody. You're just here for the party. If I'm wrong, then stop me. You one of them girls that ain't handing out your number. You like to make us wonder. You like to make us wonder. If you're one of them girls, cause I'm one of them boys. So trade his whole Sexy, not even trying. Yeah, you know I ain't lying. Damn right, you one of them girls. Broke every heart in your hometown. On the day you rode out, got them all wishing on stars now. Have I found one of them girls that ain't trying to meet nobody? You're just here for the party. If I'm wrong, then stop me. You one of them girls that ain't handing out your number. Sometimes her jacket smells like cigarettes But she hates the smoke And when I ask who she's hanging out with She says 
back sports jam wmpg 90.9 southern main community radio from usm or my bedroom and colin's bedroom and uh, we're doing this podcast style over zoom and as i'm doing that intro colin just i assume put like a chip in his mouth or something and he was trying not to bite but i caught a mid mid bite so we're having skittles. a good time that's skittles whether we're in the studio or out of the studio, we're having a good time, and uh, we just had a great time listening to some country music together. I know. No, we didn't. I saw Colin, <laughs> he was bebopping his head around. He was like, oh, man, these songs are great. Um, so I assume you, you're going to like them. What did you think? They sucked. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. 
Oh boy. Only I he may have thought I was beat bobbing my head around, it was actually me shaking my head in disappointment. You just gotta you know what? I, I wonder if 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 uh if I played all like if I could find a playlist of all the songs I've played, just play them again. Maybe there's a couple on there that you're like, you know what, second time through, kinda good. Nah. <laughs> One day. One day. One day. Alright, so um over two country songs. I get I I've yeah. been over this whole quarantine. You know what I do have um, to say is that you haven't really repeated any. Which is shocking. No. I've been I've been finding new ones as much as I can. Might might be oldies to the, you know, country hardos like myself, but uh, I, I keep on trying to give you new 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 material to listen to and and see how it goes. So um, I have four more chances tonight, and we'll see if I capitalize on that. Uh, anyways, so when we left off last, we were talking about um, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and um, so I, I one of the things that uh, Colin and I think we kind of texted about, or maybe maybe not, maybe maybe we both like kind of tweeted about it and saw each other's tweets, but. Um, I know, <laughs> I know we kind of both thought it was funny, I guess. Um, so let me ask you something. All right. Jordan flu game. Less impressive now, now that we know what we know. Yeah. I mean, first of all, very ironic in what today, in today's, you know, current state, um, would never right? be allowed now. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean. It's not. It's ironic that they call it the flu game. It's like he just had food poisoning. I'd yeah, still so call it impressive. For those he, of you, you that know, uh, like crap. don't know, basically what happened was Jordan was ordered a pizza the night before his game in Utah in '95. Uh, no, '96. Second year they played him, and the pizza came to the door, and a bunch of people were like sketched out about the pizza or whatever. He ate the pizza, and they think that the pizza like they did something to it, and he had food poisoning and like, you know, that was when Jordan had his famous quote, you know, flu game. But this documentary re- revealed that you know, it wasn't no flu. It was just food poisoning instead. Um, my first point. Okay. My first thing about this is like, like you were kind of saying, they said that they looked at the people and saw five people delivering one pizza. That's a lot of people to deliver so many <laughs> one people. pizza. You know, um, so my question is, if, if they were all like, oh, this looks sketchy. Why did they let the man eat it? I don't know. Go out and buy the man a new pizza. I mean, if I was Michael, I'm firing all these guys. Are you right? kidding? Like, like this, your one job is to look out for me and make sure that I'm going to be okay. And you let this pizza just waltz on in and not say anything. He right? ate the whole thing. <laughs> like. They they have the part where his trainer is like he's like yeah like they came in I just I just had a bad bad feeling about this I was like you're his like personal trainer and you're gonna let him sit there and eat that like, yeah it's not like he had one one slice he housed the pizza. whole thing it's like me whenever it. I make pizza for myself at home the whole thing I will say though I do think that it's less impressive for one reason and that is that. You know, when you have food poisoning versus the flu, the flu is a uh, exhaustive state. You know, you can't move. You're very just heavy. Food poisoning is just like, I could puke at any time, you know. But I don't really usually feel like uh, like I'm a million pounds heavier. 
normally. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you definitely. I mean, I'd say it's still impressive. Like my guy is, he still went out and put on an MJ level performance with food so poisoning. So it's impressive, but is it less impressive? Is it like I'm not saying it's it's still impressive, but is it less impressive? I'm. If it is, it's like bar- I'm gonna say it's barely. I still think it's very impressive. Very impressive, just less impressive than if he actually had like the Spanish flu. <laughs> Slightly less impressive than if he All had right. said Spanish flu. <laughs> All right, bet. Let us know what you guys think on our uh, Instagram, Sports GM WMPG FM. I'm, uh, I'm shocked. Know. I will not be shocked now if uh, LeBron now tries to play play a game with Corona. <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, this this is probably a good spot to bring it up, because yeah. um, <laughs> we were we kind of talking about memes too. But did you see? Uh, I know you saw it. Uh, the Game of Zones, the Bleacher Report Game of Zones yes. finale. Oh my god! The truth. <laughs> the truth. That was awesome. Yeah, that was gold. And I know you're the Game of uh, Thrones person here. I'm just called the Game of Zones. Um, so I know you know. Like I've never, I haven't seen it, but I know how it ends. And how they give it, like the disappointing, uh, how the disappointing kid in the wheelchair takes, uh, yes, <laughs> takes the throne. It's it's exactly where they went. Like I was yes. absolutely dying. They, they trashed. They uh, they good job trashing uh the show while also dissing like Kyrie and all those people. But yeah. my favorite part was when Bill Simmons comes out of nowhere and it's like, it's time that we recognize that the true goat is Jason Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that is so good. Like, Jason Tatum. <laughs> Can I just say game of zones? I'm so sad that it's over. I've watched like since it began week one, I've watched it every single week. It's come out. Yeah. Um, ironic that I've never seen game of Thrones. I know you would think, you like would Game get of way more of what happens in that if you watch it's Game so of Thrones. Funny, yeah, it's if, just so if funny. You, if you're listening to this and you're a sports fan, um, YouTube Game of Zones and just watch the whole thing. It's yeah. sports related. It's it's awesome. You owe it it's to hilarious. yourself to watch it. It's so funny. It's very well if done. A, like if you're a diehard NBA fan, and you haven't seen this, you are missing out. Um, by, the last two episodes were gold. I loved. The way that they worked Kobe into it, like shit, that yeah. that was perfect. Chef's kiss, like, <laughs> really. Oh, I I also just really like how they uh, roasted Kyrie and KD together. Oh my god! And I mean, they they just let them have it. <laughs> so that that was, that so was pretty good. Oh my god! Um, all right, Dude. yeah. So so that that happened. Um, but so so back to uh, so here's the thing um mj documentary happened everybody's wowing about it i'm wowing about it you're wowing about it great documentary we love it can't get enough of it and uh everybody's kind of wondering oh you know who's going to come out with the documentary next kobe whatever and then and then four days later we get a little instagram post from our our guy down south tommy brady former new england patriots quarterback and he says that him and ESPN are going to come out with a nine-part documentary series um, about him. Something about a hero, something like that. Um, man in the Arena. Man in the Arena, which, you know, if Tom was on the Patriots, I'd say that's sick. But now that he's on um, Tampa, I'm going to say that sounds so corny, so stupid, 
Nobody cares about Tom freaking Brady. <laughs> Even though they do. And I do Even too. They, I'm going to watch it all. Even though this entire thing is going to pro- is going to be about his career in New England. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Sad that so he's going to rub it in my face. This is, well, this is what I have to say about it. He's making it now. Because a, a lot of the talk I've seen about it is like, how is he not waiting until after he's retired? This is him basically just saying he's retired. Like, every person from New England goes and gets a retirement home in Florida. He went and got his at Tampa Bay. They're not, yeah. they're not, he, this is him. This is his retirement plan. Two years in right. Tampa. He's just going to chill, relax, not right. have to film, win anything. Film a documentary. Just let the, let the money come in. Yeah. Good idea. So, this has us thinking, Colin. So, Tom Brady is going to come out with his in 2021. Now, let's say in 2022, ESPN wants to come out with another 10-part documentary series. And you are the executive producer, and you get to decide who it's going to be about, what it's going to be about, you know, how it's going to cover. It can cover one person. It can cover 10 different people. Um, what, what do you – if you could see anything, what would it be? Well, recency – I'm not going to call it recency bias. Um, so, okay, I'm going to take this out of the equation now. Because I've heard about the Kobe doc potentially happening – I want them to work on it for longer than 2022. So I'm not going to say Kobe because of that. An interesting one that I would love to have happen, which would probably be very much like a a challenge because it's old, very, very old, is the Bill Russell Celtics. Yeah, that that would be... Um, something else because that's something where you see all these stats and nobody really knows anything about the Bill Russell Celtics, just that they exactly. won a lot. Yeah. Um, so like, I could see that. I would love to see that because I feel like a lot of people discredit that team because they're because it's just we're in an age where like not a lot of people are alive to like talk about it. Like the demanding conversation of NBA basketball is always LeBron or Jordan. LeBron or Jordan, LeBron or Jordan. But, like, the Celtics won 11 championships in a very quick, like, time period. Like, yeah. It did, and, and then you talk about it now, and everyone's like, oh, well, that's when basketball, well, like, it, it, it's not what it is today, so it doesn't count. Like, everybody just kind of discredits that run. And after seeing how much people, the, it's changed, the MJ doc changed the debate of LeBron versus Jordan to swing a lot of people a lot of people towards Jordan. Um, I think it would open eyes and I think it would be a great documentary. And just because I'm a diehard Celtics fan and I would love to learn more about it. Yeah. I'd say I kind of have two uh, main things. I would want to see one more, a local favorite of mine and one national kind of person that I just would love to watch a documentary about. I think in order to have a good documentary, you have to have subject matter that isn't like within like five years. Like I think what made the Jordan stuff so great was that, you know, they're, they're talking about stuff that's 30, 40, 50 years old, you know, time that's had stuff to live and breathe and people think back on it and people that haven't lived it yet have a chance to, to get to know more about it. And so that's where I like, you know, I, I have no doubt that the Kobe Bryant documentary is going to be great. I just, I bet they sit on it for a little bit. And like, I bet if you watch a LeBron documentary, 
one year after he was done from the league, like it wouldn't be that good, you know? So with that in mind, locally, I think <laughs> locally, I, I would just, I'd probably really love to see um, just the Paul Pierce documentary itself. <laughs> He's just such a, um, intriguing guy to know more about because he's the only player that thinks he's the best player to play the game who like really isn't he won (laughs) one championship and that was it but he's got a really interesting character about him and i would just love to watch that documentary and and did you hear uh, that he uh didn't think lebron he didn't have lebron in his top five (laughs) yeah he's still holding a grudge i don't blame him hey that's that's real talk though. That's that's yeah. uh that's that's real talk. Um but somebody that I think needs to have a documentary and I think it would really help their case is somebody like Barry Bonds. I would love them to do a ten part Barry Bonds documentary series about I mean everything, right? From when he was a kid to the majors to the year he broke the home run record to the steroids to the controversy now. I think if there's a guy that needs a documentary series on his side, it's Barry friggin' Bonds. Because yeah. I feel like if he paid for it, that that could get him over that hump. That could get people to say, Okay, fine. We we get your point, we'll allow him into the hall. Because I think Barry Bonds, I'm one of those people where I understand that cheating is not great. But listen, you hit 765 home runs off of major league pitchers. That's freaking impressive, dude. You know, I think you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, whether you were cheating or not at that point. Um, you know, maybe you put an asterisk next to the name, like they're in, but just so you know, they cheated. You know, maybe that's what you do. But I think uh, I would love to watch this documentary. I think it's uh, old enough to the point where I think it would be intriguing to people like our age who are 20, who weren't really alive, and people that were alive to maybe get a deeper understanding. So Barry Bonds would be mine. Yeah, I'm, I think that would be a very interesting documentary. Um, it would definitely, if they could get like the all-access, like he talks about everything, and those around him talk about everything, I think that could be an incredible documentary. I'd love to see that. Um, quick, I think, quick question, though. What are your st- what's your stance on him in the Hall of Fame? Put him in. Yeah, put yeah, in. put him in, right? I I won't I won't touch on it, but there's a lot of people. I won't go into detail, but there's a lot of old old people in the Hall of Fame that have done a lot of really really bad things, right? Outside of sports, because right. of it was okay in their era. Um, <laughs> it's not okay in today's era, but they're still in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. Yeah. So put Barry um, in. One thing about the Paul Pierce documentary that would make it very interesting is if they spent a good amount of time on the feud. Yeah. Because there's so much beef between uh, Paul Pierce, KG, Ray Allen, Rondo. Like, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Kendrick Perkins, you know how he loves to go and talk about his involvement with that team as if he was like a star of it. Uh, He was on some radio talk show talking about the, a feud and there was apparently there was a point in which like it was brought to the team like to kg and paul pierce and ray allen basically like if we can trade rondo for cp3 do you guys are you guys okay with this paul pierce kg both said no we just won a championship with rondo you know he's out here giving us exactly what we need on the court let's go with our man ray allen on the other hand 
wanted CP3 and kind of blew up about it. And then apparently Rondo eventually found out about it and they were beefing. And Kendrick Perkins on a radio show basically said that like the guys all got together, went to like a place, like a boxing club and just handed them gloves and they boxed for two rounds over this. Ray Allen and Rondo. (laughs) You know what? And I bet Rondo won too. Yeah. You know? Now. That's crazy. Now hear me out. How do you feel about that trade? CP3. Um, At that time, at that time, I probably would have been like, I would have probably agreed with Paul Pierce because I probably would have thought that, you know, Rajon, you know, being home home team bias, but objectively, hindsight twenty twenty, a CP three is a much better point guard still. Yeah, yeah, still. Uh, I, I will say, like standpoint right now, probably, but it, this was the year after they won a championship with Rondo. Um, I was also a diehard Rondo fan. Like I, I still have my Rondo jersey. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I mean. Both of them would have fit the team well, I think. Yeah, but um, listen, like we got to a championship anyways, right? Like we got there anyways, and it wasn't our point guard that exactly. screwed us at the end. It was the fact that Glenn Davis got hurt, you know, yeah. or was it Pat Perkins? I forget. One of the two got hurt, yeah. and so we had no big board. We had Brian Scalabrini and <laughs> Rasheed Wallace as like the yep. guys to get us rebounds and they couldn't. And that's, that's Pau Gasol made those guys look like, you know, miniature men, you yeah. know? And so even if hindsight is 2020, I still think, you know, clearly Rajon Rondo wasn't the problem yeah. with them getting to a championship. So I think it's like, you know, I'm glad it ended up the way it did because CP3, while he's a better point guard, I just don't think that he wins the mid-championship in that situation either way. Because yeah. in, in that era of basketball, pre-2010, you know, 2000-2010, it was rebounding. Rebounding yeah. one games. Big. But here, you know? here's one question. Because that team disbanded-ish, like, Ray Allen left right. because of the chemistry. Uh, most of his issue was with Rondo. Say they got CP3. Yeah, I know. I know, but like no. that's just assuming it's that just they still be around to play. I mean, Paul Pierce kind of went down the gutter and so did KG. Yeah. I mean, I'm Ray Allen had a couple right Ray Allen had a couple good years after him. I I think Danny Ainge uh made the right choice especially yeah. if rondo if if, if rayon was gonna leave uh, yeah i don't know i think rayon probably would have left anyways i think if yeah. lebron wade Ring chasing Bosch anyway got together yeah. and said hey you want to come yeah, i bet he'd go yeah and honestly looking at where we're at now i'm fine with what happened yeah yeah i think and um looking at where we're at now in the show i think it's time to get to another song break so with that um we have two more country songs for me to play right now um one of them i actually haven't heard myself so we're we're, Kellen and i are both gonna listen to it together it's from brett eldridge's new album i think i'm basically just becoming a brett eldridge like bandwagon fan for no reason but it's new music so we're gonna listen to it that one's called a good day and the second song is actually a country song written and performed by 
Justin Timberlake, and it's called Drink You Away. So this should also be interesting. When we come back from the song break, we'll be talking NBA basketball, uh, soccer, and way more. All here on Sports Jam WMPG 90.9. I think I'll start my morning with Sinatra Let those blue eyes speak to me Skip all the things that I don't want to Let my mind wander free It's 42 cold and rainy And something's got me thinking maybe It's gonna be a good day Coming my way And the sun ain't even shining If the world gonna keep on spinning Let it keep spinning on my way I gotta feel it It's gonna be a good day Look at the leaves and how they turn just like this smile here on my face Life is a song that I'm still learning And I can hear the music falling right into place It's gonna be a good day I don't know why but it feels like love's coming my way And the sun ain't even shining
bittersweet thing Could this be a dream Or just the same nightmare That keeps me awake Feel it in my brain Tall shot of pain Pour a little out now For the love that we made Feel it in the morning You're still here in the morning I see you but you're gone Telephone the doctor I'm not okay The bottom of the bottle To fill this empty heart up A thousand proof Don't change the truth I doubt it but So I drowned it away When the sun comes up tomorrow You can find me doing the same Cause I just can't forget The way we turned out this bed And now the only thing that sleeps here Is a ghost of you instead And then I feel it in the morning uh, You're still here in the morning I see you but you're gone Telephone the doctor I'm not okay Bottom of the bottle to fill this empty heart up A thousand proof Don't change the truth I dive in but I can't I can't drink you I've tried
Sports Jam, WMPG 90.9. Uh, we are back. You just heard Good Day by Brett Eldridge and Drink You Away from Justin Timberlake. Uh, I had a very bad day because of those songs <laughs> that Connor just made me listen to. They were not even that bad. Uh, all okay. right. Okay. Listen, first of Good. all, the first one, as a country fan, didn't like it. Yeah. Second one, sense. I like Justin Timberlake, so I liked it. Did I like it as a country song? No, not really. See, I like that's my view. Like, but I don't like country, and it just oh, wasn't good. That's so sad, dude. It just wasn't good. You're just like, missing out. I'm not. Like, I'm not missing out. You're making me listen to them. <laughs> missing out. Not enjoying them. Like I can. Okay, good day. Song makes no sense. Um, my favorite part was that the lyric video that we both watched for it had a question mark on one of the lyrics because he literally whatever noise he made does not sound like English. Uh, and then Drink You Away, like, sounds country. Like, the song, the production, sounds country. The lyrics, like, are, are like, performed in a country-sounding way, but Justin Timberlake's voice just doesn't sound country at all. So, yeah, it, it's, it wasn't great. I didn't enjoy it. But, so, ironically, we ended up talking about the NBA for a little bit at the end of that. And... Our next section or segment is talking about the NBA potentially coming back um, in the wonderful world of Disney in mm. Florida. Um, I have a quote uh, from uh, an official uh, within the NBA. Um, I'm going to read it now. Uh, the NBA, in conjunction with the National Basketball Players Association, is engaged in exploratory conversations. I love how they use big words uh, with the Walt Disney company about restarting the 2019-20 NBA season in late July at Disney's ESPN wide world of sports complex in Florida as a single site for an NBA campus for games, practices, and housing. Our priority continues to be the health and safety of all involved. And we are working with public health experts and government officials on a comprehensive set of guidelines to ensure that appropriate medical protocols and protections are in place. Basically the last half of that was like PR um, but so there's a couple takeaways from this. Um, first off, potential for NBA to return. Love to hear that. Absolutely love to hear that. Um, especially because in terms of the two sports that I feel really bad for at the moment are the NBA and the NHL because they're about to end. You know, we were just about to hit the playoff push for both of them. Um, April, May, June, some of my favorite time of the mm-hmm. year for sports. You got baseball loading up. Oh yeah. You got NBA playoff basketball and oh, playoff yeah. hockey. Playoff hockey. Like I'm not a really a big hockey fan. I've watched like, a couple. I've watched a couple regular season hockey games, but playoff hockey, nothing like it. Playoff hockey. Playoff hockey. Playoff hockey. That playoff sticky puck. Oh, playoff sticky puck hockey. So to hear that the NBA is potentially coming back. Um, there's been a lot of rumors about the NBA coming back. Vegas, maybe. Uh, I saw the one about Walt Disney World, and I it was the one I read the most about, and I honestly thought it was a good idea because um, the ESPN Wide World of Sports is literally like has a, t- a ton of places for them to play, practice. Uh, Disney has like a million hotels that they can all stay in. It works perfectly, um, so I think it's a great idea. Um, something that I find really interesting and in something that I saw is that they want to pick up where they left off. Like they don't want to jump yeah. the playoffs, they don't want to finish. They don't want to finish the season early so they can have a regular season next year. 
Like they want to finish this season out starting in late July, uh, ending in like around Labor Day. You have the draft. Um, I think they still want to, like, I don't think it was summer league that they were talking about, but some form of a like little league before they hit restarting the season in, I think they said January, December, like the next year. Yeah. Which is insane. So like my biggest questions from this would be, do they shorten the next season to try to get into the regular stretch again? Because I mean, basketball is typically like November, like regular season, November to early April right now. Um, it's May and we haven't even hit the playoffs yet. Um, I think in a perfect world, I guess because we're Celtics fans and we're in the playoff, like we're comfortable in a playoff spot right now, I would be perfectly fine with July just being the playoff teams, playing out the playoffs, calling it a day. But there's those teams around the eight seed. There's those teams that are like one game back, half a game back, that are going to get really upset if they jump into this. And just do playoffs based on the current rankings, because you you get hit with the oh what if we played this out, our team won a couple games, that team lost a couple, we make the playoffs. Yeah. Right, As if plus those eight seeds are gonna go anywhere. But plus, I mean, we we know we have the eight seeds, but what about like the bottom of the barrel teams that are all fighting for the winner of Tankapalooza? On who is going to tank the best and get the first draft pick. I mean, right now, as the standing sits, there's actually two teams, like basically three teams tied for last in the East. Four teams, and they would all be last, you know. Um, Golden State Warriors right now, basically last. Uh, So you have those teams as well, fighting for the bottom of the barrel. Here's my thought on it. I think think they should play out the season, even if that means... um, shortening next season so i think that they should pick up where they left off i think they should have a a normal playoff and everything because here's why i think if you have to shorten next year's season go for it i mean players already are on their micromanage their weight their their uh, game management load management schedules anyways lebron james doesn't play all 82 games kyrie irving definitely doesn't kemba walker doesn't jason tatum doesn't nobody plays 82 games anymore so give us a 60-game schedule. Every player will play every game. And you know what? I think it'll be a better NBA because of it. Yeah. You're going to get to see your star players every time you go, as long as they're not actually injured. I swear, if I see a load management game, like, yeah. you know? So that, that's, my, that's my view on it. Like, the first 20 games don't matter. There are 20 games this season that teams don't care about. They say, you know what? We don't care. Kemba sit out. You know? Yeah, LeBron sit out. Honestly... There's been so many talks around the league anyway of them shortening the season. Maybe bringing in like a cup format like they do in soccer. Um, But I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. I think it would be smarter than them. I agree with you to play it out. Um, You know, it's more of the Western Conference that's closer. Like Memphis is an eight. Portland is three and a half back. Uh, the East, you have Orlando in eight. Uh, Washington is five and a half out. So you'd hear more from the Western Conference teams being upset that, you know, it's not played out. Um, and obviously there's those team, teams in the middle that are so, you know, like who falls where. 
you know, who has to play the dreaded matchup against the right. matchup they could potentially get through. I mean, in the West, you have Utah is in fourth, uh, 41 and 23, and then OKC and Houston are 40 and 24. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I think if they do decide to start the playoffs right away, I don't think it would be fair to start it with just eight teams. I think you would have to say playoffs start now, and anybody that could have made the playoffs are in. Yeah. So you know, to jump off of that, I don't know if you saw about the proposed like 24-team format of the NHL playoffs. Yeah, I did. That they could yeah. start with. That That's was what I'm saying. Interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. That was a little wild. Um. I didn't read too far into it, but I was just looking at the bracket. I was like, "Wow!" But listen, you you got to crown a champion either way. I don't care. Yeah. You got to crown a champion. The last thing I want to hear is, "Oh, we're just gonna scrap the season." Nope. Yeah. You got to crown a champion. I want to yeah. see a champion. I'm if that means back. right, right. So speaking of sports coming back as well, on the other side, the other major sport besides hockey, which we don't really cover, um, you know, is baseball. Baseball is has been working um, tirelessly to get themselves back. We heard about uh, three weeks ago that the MLB, you know, was floated around that they were going to start spring trainings again on June first and have opening day as July first. But um, since then, there's been some disagreements between the owners and the players themselves about how they're going to go about the season. So basically, what they were thinking about is baseball starts um, in April late April. They've already lost almost a full two months of their schedule. Um, and instead of playing games until, you know, December, when you're competing against elements, like if you have to go play a game in Fenway, it's snowing, you know? Right. So instead of doing that, they decided, you know what, we're going to propose that we reduce the schedule to 82 games, but it'll be a regional schedule instead. So you just play the teams around you. Everybody gets a DH, which honestly – Next year, they're going to move to an all-DH league anyways, like in the next player's agreement. Like the NL is going to move to DH, so not a big deal. Um, 30-man active rosters with a 20-player taxi squad. Now, what would this mean? This means players that could come to games, but like they're not really playing anywhere else. They're just kind of like quarantined. And, then, you know, need them to come to your team? Great. There you go. They're there. <laughs> um, 14 teams in the postseason with games played in home cities in October. So that's pretty likely that by October you could play games in your you know home, home park. Now this was where the big uh, controversy came in and this is where we're going to talk about it is that the owners have proposed a 50-50 revenue split for the players and the owners for the next season. Now, the owners claim that they're going to lose over, like, I think he said, like $620 million worth of revenue if they don't, if they have an 82 game season, which I, I believe. So they said to the players, you know, you, you play half season, then we're going to split the revenue 50 50, you know? And that's when Tampa Bay raised left handed pitcher Blake Snell, uh, was doing a Twitch stream and he said basically that it's just not worth it um, to come back and play because the risk of contracting COVID is just not worth it, especially for half the money. You know, if anything, you'd be expecting maybe a little bit more money that you're coming back to play for these teams to, to give them a chance to market and make money. So Colin, what do you think? Do you think that the players should um, 
the players union of baseball should just suck it up and play or do you think that they should hold out if they're not going to get paid what they're what they're supposed to so i guess i got to originally you know i think i still side with Blake Snell because they already took a pay cut they already agreed to a pay uh, reduction at the beginning uh, of all of right. this and basically they were saying like if play starts this is what you're getting paid but now the owners being uh, greedy, and you know owners being greedy is, yeah. I don't know if you want to go talk about the beginning of all of this, but most owners weren't going to be paying their employees until it blew up on social media and they got a bad rep, um, which is ironically what I think is going to happen here um, because they're not paying their main employees. Um, a lot of people might side more with the owners because these players make uh, so much money, but you also have to think about the guys that you know, lower on the roster that aren't making a lot of money already agreed to this pay cut. And now they want to cut even more off of their money. Um, as my, I, I want to see baseball back, but I, I also want it to be fair for everyone involved. Um, right. I don't think the players should get screwed because if they do get screwed, I think a lot of them won't come back to play. A lot of people will sit out. Um, I think a lot of people are, a lot of the players, like as much as the fans could hate on it, I think a lot of the players are going to take Blake Snell's side. And it, it's just in terms of, like, your situation, you know. Like, I think Mookie Betts, because of his, you know, he has one year left on his contract, I don't think he would sit it out because he has to show off, show what he has. But all these big players that are on insanely long contracts right now, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, uh, Manny Machado, these guys have years and years and years guaranteed. And they're right. looking at this massive pay cut and and then getting another massive pay cut off of the insane amount of money that they're already getting but these are like the big names of the league and they're not even getting anything they're not getting close to what they were getting paid to with the chance of contracting covid-19 it's iffy right it's very iffy so so for me i i think so i'm not sure if you saw this twitter uh basically a uh, a thread that Trevor Bauer tweeted out about this. And I agree with it a thousand percent. It puts it into a great perspective. He basically says, let's say you're a painter client who's renovating apartments says he'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars this year for your painting services. You agree inside the contract. You expect to be paid a hundred thousand dollars. The client then experiences a fire and loses half of their apartments. This is not your fault, but it's not the client's fault either. So you mutually agree that you will accept 50000 instead of 100000 as a show of good faith. A new contract is signed. Then the client realizes they won't be able to rent as many of their apartments as they originally thought. So they propose that instead of paying you 50000 they'll pay you half of their rental income. You have no idea how much their rental income is, and they won't disclose it. The question then becomes, is it your fault as the painter that the client cannot rent his property? You have done the same quality work and even worked with the client to reflect doing less work overall. Is it fair for the client to now want you as the painter to share the burden of not being able to rent the apartments? Are your services worth less because the client cannot rent the apartments? And so what he's trying to say is that these services that these players are providing are not worth less just because fans aren't in the seats, or are they? The owners are trying to say that they are. Like, listen, we can't pay you this much unless we have people to come see you. Well, yeah. you still pay them this much because you knew that people would. Yeah. So 
You got to pay him. Also, it's yeah. a contract, dude. You signed a contract. Exactly. It says it's a guaranteed contract. You got to pay him. Right. You know, and so I think Trevor Bauer hit it on the head. I oh, I think I... they they already took a pay cut. I think splitting a 50-50 when you don't even know right. how much. Like, that's his point. Like, it'd be one thing if the owner said 50-50 or this amount. Like, if, if we don't reach this much money, you will get a guaranteed this amount of money. Mm-hmm. You don't even know how much they might make. Like, let's yeah. say you play for the Red Sox. Right, fifty fifty might be a ton of money because our market is sick. Yeah, but you play for Tampa Bay, your market is doo doo. Yeah, nobody watches you in person, let alone on TV. <laughs> You're gonna get paid nothing. Right, so you need that contract. Yeah, money. yeah. So I have two things. One, I love Trevor Bauer. He's just always same. Right. Like he's always so spot on with everything, and he's so real. Um, another thing, if they really, really, really are like like the owners are like, oh, there's no fans. Um, take it a page. From the book that we're about to hit in our next mm. segment, a team in Germany, a soccer team, Borussia Mönchengladbach, sold twenty dollars. You can have a cutout of yourself in the stands in their stadium. And today, they played, and thirteen thousand cutouts were in their home stadium today. One, that's such a sick idea. I love that. Two, at every every owner in America of a team that's like mad about not getting ticket revenue. I mean, do you know how much money you could make off of this? Especially right. like if you're NBA courtside, you could like, I mean, it'd be kind of weird probably for the players that have like courtside cutouts of people, but you can charge more for those. Seats, and it's kind of what, you know what 2k I mean? looks like and people pay to play that. So yeah, exactly. And <laughs> like if you're, if you're um, a baseball team and you want to be on TV, like the ones right behind, home plate right make them expensive like it's, right people will i'm do sure it. somebody insane. would do it yeah so i don't know but here but you know owners being owners owners being owners all right so we have to get some music um second to last music break no third third to last i think we got three more music breaks um yeah well two your, music breaks the, the last music yes break of bad music debatable totally <laughs> debatable so, all right. So we have two more music songs right now. We got six six feet apart, which is a song by Luke Combs. Obviously, it's inspired by quarantine. And the other one is just a classic I heard while golfing two days ago called "Love Story" by Taylor Swift. Um, we'll be right back with more sports talk and uh, WMPG ninety point nine. start to bloom and the crickets hum their tune that's usually about the time that i feel most alone but the news has all been bad and the whole world seems so sad i ain't had much else going on so i sat down and wrote this song i miss my mom i miss my dad
kids who care Watch a ball game from the stands Probably overwash my hands I miss my mom, I miss my dad I miss the road, I miss my band Give it hugs and shaking hands Well, it's a mystery, I suppose Just how long this thing goes But there'll be crowds and there'll be shows And there will be light after dawn Someday we are at six feet apart I miss my mom, I miss my dad I miss the road, I miss my
WMPG 90.9. We are back. We are here. We have returned. It is time. We are back, motherfuckers! (laughs) And it's time for the mother (laughs) fucking weather. (laughs) Let's fucking talk about it right fucking now, Hongai. Alrighty. Oh, fuck, guy. I'm giving you a weather fucking report fucking on a Saturday for Sunday. All right, bud. Sunday, 61 degrees, guy. If you're listening to us right now, it's probably 40, though. Kind of nipply out. Can you agree with me or what? Monday, 60 fucking one. Now, here we go. Into the fucking stretch of the fucking week, guy. Wednesday. Or, <laughs> Tuesday, 78 fucking degrees, guy. Scorcha. But that's not the hottest. No, Wednesday, 88. Thursday, 87. Friday, 81. That's three fucking days in a row of 80 plus with a thunder fucking storm on Friday. Saturday's cloudy 76. And we, man, Memorial Day weekend's going to wrap right the fuck up. And uh, man's going to be hot as shit and humid as fuck. And I'm going to be sweaty as shit. <laughs> but it's summer and that's the fucking weather. Yeah, uh, I just want to hop off of the the weather uh i work in a kitchen and it was like 83 yesterday felt like i don't know 99 in the kitchen yesterday hey i was hey, dying if you, can't, if you can't take the heat get out the kitchen kellen actually doesn't know what that means he's actually never heard that ex- expression before because he's an uncultured swine yep but you know what he's not uncultured in and that's sports, particularly soccer sports. But before we talk about that, because I've gotten you all excited about sports, yeah. reel it back in real quick and tell me, did you like my last two songs? Um, Six Feet Apart, uh, Love Story, um, Oh, Four, Two. That's so sad. Yeah. It was a good song. No, it wasn't. No. So, can I just say... Say it. You gave me a lot of shit for the 20 Pilot song that had anything to do with quarantine. Level of Concern, where all the proceeds of the song went to charity. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. It wasn't even... Like, it, it was a good song. Mm. I love that song. I still mm. listen to that song. Um, Six Feet Apart, not a good song. And you want to talk about money grabbing off of a situation? He named it Six Feet Apart. Yeah, he did. But it's very, very obvious that that's what it's for. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, I <laughs> I think it's funny um, how the song starts. It's literally him talking, obviously singing lines, but it's him saying, 
yep, we're in quarantine, so I decided to write this song called Six Feet Apart, so here it is. And then the song kind of starts after that chorus. <laughs> um, it's basically a song of Luke Combs saying how he's going to follow the CDC guidelines to a T. So good for you, Luke Combs. Uh, but not a great song. I'll listen to it because it's country, but I'm not going to say I love it just because it's Luke Combs. Anyways, but you know who I do love? It's my it's my new... Yes, I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I'm talking more about my oh. brand new love for the Cologne uh, Billy Goats, the German yes. soccer team that I root for now. So uh, for those that don't know... Germany just opened their bungala. Is that how you say it? Bundala? Bungala? Bungusela? I'm just going to keep trying, keep trying. Bungulea? Bunga. This is Connor trying to pronounce the German soccer league. The Bundesliga. (laughs) Bundala. Oh, my God. Now it's the Bundala. Yeah, it's the bung- Bungalaya. It's my Bungalaya. Your favorite uh, Bungalaya team is FC yes. Cologne. Yeah, it is. I've been following them. I've been I've been following that team since three days ago. Forever. I mean, let me tell you, big fan. So what I did was I knew that this league was starting up, and I needed sports back in my life. So. I opened up the Bungaliga League and I went through the whole list of the teams and the logos. No Bundesliga. Um and I looked at all the teams and I said, you know what? This team with the Billy Goat, they're my favorite. Actually, funny story to that, I thought that their logo was a dog at first until I looked it up and realized, oh, it's actually a Billy Goat. It's a Billy Goat. Um so yeah, they're they're Billy Goat, and they've had one game since I've been following them. They drew, they had a draw, yep. two to two. Uh, but their last like twelve games, I guess they've been playing better. They have a game tomorrow, which yep. is if you're listening to this on Sunday, it would have been earlier today. Yeah, um, can you name playing, the team that they're playing against? Yeah, it's Dusseldorf. Can you can you name full name? I need full name of the team. It's what do you mean? It's 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 Dusseldorf. Yeah, there's a word before Dusseldorf. Oh, Fortuna! <laughs> it is Fortu- Fortuna Dusseldorf. Fortuna Dusseldorf. Yeah. Um, Big game and, for the Billy Goats. Uh, Billy Goats are kind of trash. Sitting in, sitting in what, 10th? Yeah. 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 Solid 10th yeah. place. Big yeah. game. Big game for the Billy Goats. So I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. Um, I love uh, their goalie, Timo Horn. Yeah. Um, particularly. Last name is Horn. How could you not love a guy with his last yeah. name is, is Horn? Ironic that he plays on the Billy Goats. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, you think that they would do something more about that. I, I also love um, Florian Keynes. Um, he's great. Great guy to have on the team. Um, striker. But um, my number one guy, can, can you guess who he is? Oh, I know who he is, but I'm going to let you... Let's Can you guess that. who my favorite player is? I know all about it. I know all about it. I just want you to hit me with it. His name is Jean, and I don't know his last name. <laughs> Cordoba. Jean Cordoba, my favorite player. 
I was just making <laughs> sure you knew him. John Cordoba. Um, I actually tweeted at them to see if they would send me a free jersey. Yeah. They haven't replied. They saw. They haven't opened up Twitter yet. It's fine. Tough love. I'll ask you this question on the Zoom thing, and to all the main listeners listening right now. Do you think I am the only person in Maine who is a fan of the Cologne Billy Goats? Um, most likely. I'm locking it in as a 100% certainty that I am the only Cologne Billy Goats fan in the state of Maine. Yeah. I don't I'm know. just saying it's, it. It's I am. I don't know. I mean, the the only thing I could say is that there's either someone who is like German, like whose family is from there in Maine, could potentially happen but i don't know yeah but you know it's great because i've I've just met people who are soccer fans of interesting teams that like aren't top teams that are here in america in maine because they're either from there or their family is there so i don't know We, we could see um so connor is now a soccer fan uh i shockingly got him to like soccer before he got me to like country music uh i'm taking this as a massive w in my book another two fat w's i took in actually three fat w's i took in my book was connor bought fifa fifa is the soccer game by ea um in which you play soccer it's the big biggest soccer game in the world Uh, i think football managed better but that's not the time for that because me and connor played fifa i being a Borussia Dortmund I trashed fan. Colin. Oh my god, in the episode now. I beat him. Connor, you lost three games. I beat in a row. I you lost six nothing. I beat seven nothing. I beat seven you. nothing. I let you win actually. Three nothing. Yeah, he called you know all the trap games. Um he ne- he never scored a goal. I let him win. He never scored a goal. Um I on purpose. I was just obviously. getting a good exercise in for my passing. Yeah. That's all. I wasn't intending on shooting. Yeah. And if I did, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, it, you know, it's tr- it, it's like real life because Dortmund have just been so good in real life. They've won 4 nothing and then 2 nothing since coming back from the coronation that we've taken. I like what you did there. I think. I like well, that. Thank you. That was thank cute. You. It was very cute. I tried. Um, hey, real, real quick, though, real, before we move on. The FIFA thing, okay. FIFA it's thing. like you really got that. okay. Yeah, it's it's like okay. I, the last game I lost three nothing. Okay, close game, and we had two evenly matched teams. I would say, more or less. But it's like, it's 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 like you're about to have a drag race, and you are racing a Lamborghini versus a Ferrari, two pretty equally matched cars. And you get Jimmy Johnson in one car and (laughs) the guy who does the voiceover for Lightning McQueen to race the other car. (laughs) Both have an interest in cars and both of them have kind of raced, but one clearly has more experience racing cars than the other. In fact, you could say in this situation, I'm like a baby that you taught how to drive that night and said, (laughs) All right, now go beat him in a race. Yeah, and I only lost three nothing. So okay. I would like to put it out there in that game. I was fly- I was pulling out all the skill moves to just completely dick around because I could, because I knew yeah. you were gonna beat me. 
Okay, listen, I, will... I'm lear- I had the skill trainer on. I'm learning how to use the controls. And Colin's <laughs> over here drifting around me in circles. <laughs> you give me you give me a month. You a give month, me one month, month to this day. A month. One month of like periodic playing. I beat you. You beat me. All right. Yeah. Beat- I I want to put it out there. I've beaten a pro player before. <laughs> I'm the pro player now, bitch. Okay. That after 10 p.m. June 23rd. I'm I'm putting this on my calendar. Connor attempts to beat me. I'm gonna give you the boots in in FIFA. I'm I'm putting this in my phone right now. Good. Mark it on your calendar. June 23rd. It's a Tuesday. That night, I'm. Trashing I'm you giving again. you the boots, I'm kid. But anyway, okay, back to the the sports. Back to the sports. All right, yeah, back Dortmund. to the sports. You're bad at P- FIFA. Yeah, I'm insane at FIFA. You're terrible. Um, <laughs> Dortmund's been great. They won 4-0, 2-0, first two games. They're now f- in second place, four points behind FC Bayern Munich, who I'm so glad you didn't pick because they're like the Yankees, like the 27 year, like they just rub it in. They keep winning the league. Uh, four points behind Bayern. Heading into their classicer, uh, which I will say is like Red Sox Yankees matchup, but this one is huge because of the four point difference. Dortmund, they win this game. It's now a one point difference. Ten games left in the in the league season. I mean, that's a huge title race. Um, jumping out of German soccer, La Liga, the Spanish league, set to return June eighth. Um, big name. Uh, coming out of that, Lionel Messi returning, uh, FC Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. Um, very, It'll be nice to see them again. I honestly don't really watch much of the Spanish Soccer League because it's usually not on a television program that like any of us have access to unless you pay for it uh, extra. Um, I really only watch German and English soccer. Uh, English soccer, they've begun training again this week. And U.S. soccer teams have also begun trading in an absolutely wild fashion. I don't know if you saw any of this on Twitter because it kind of blew up a little bit, but the New England Revolution have opened up their training grounds. And they have four oh. sections boxed out in which these players cannot go with like outside of their own section and like into the other player section. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's it very... sounds almost pointless. And it's, like, it, it kind of is because, like, it, these boxes are, like, they're six feet apart. Like, the bo- the Whoa. lines are. are crazy. Um, another thing, uh, kind of uh, off track, but back to the German soccer. I don't know if you saw this, but I I get, like, the message they're trying to put behind it. But the, the subs, like, the substitution players sitting on the bench have to social distance. Um, yeah. But, but, like, in today's game that I was watching where Dortmund won two nothing before I went to work. Um, there there's like three rows that they're sitting in and it's like, they're six feet apart in the row, but like there's a person sitting behind them. <laughs> it's like, they're not even, I don't know. It was very weird. It's, it's the ultimate. Weird. We care, but we don't care. Right. It was very interesting to me, but soccer's back. I'm very happy for it. We um, love soccer. We love soccer. That's words I love to hear from you. I'm repping my Arsenal pullover right now. Uh, we're gonna get you a cologne jersey. It's gonna, it's gotta happen. 
How much do you think cologne kits cost? Probably in around the 80s. I'm looking this up right now live on the show. Cologne, uh, Billy Goats, jerseys. Let's go. Let's buy one. Online fan shop. Let's see what we got. Are we getting a name and a number on it? (laughs) Have to. Are we getting Blake on it? (laughs) Duh, number one fan. Let's go. We're on the team site. They're selling masks right now. That's great. Good. That's my team in the Bundesliga. Oh, they're on sale. What are we thinking? This off. Uh, it's fifty euros right now, dude. It, that's like it, sixty it, it bucks. Was, it was eighty dollars, uh, before it was on sale. So I was spot on. Dude, that's like sixty bucks. Which which one are you getting again? The the red one, the white one. I I'd have to get the red. That yeah. pops. Luckily for you, their online, their website is entirely in German. Oh, you can select language? Oh, I'm reading it. I'm actually reading it in German right now. You would? Yeah. All right, yeah, so I'll buy a jersey. And, um, you know, we had an idea of making a podcast, like, segment of us out on a golf course. So maybe we'll have to uh, make a podcast segment of us watching a a match together. when, When does Dortmund play uh cologne doesn't happen doesn't happen this season again they've already played twice let me just let me just look up the the scores real quick um just to rub it in versus (laughs) fc cologne let's uh let's just talk about how dortmund won 3-1 in september and then 5-1 in january we've let you guys win that oh totally it it was a trap game you that's all that's that's all that fc cologne people do just that's trap it. games. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We're known for it. Right. Obviously. Um, yeah. So I think it's time we get to a music break after we've rambled for so long. Um, it's finally time for good music. I'm here for you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take you back with a classic hit. Classic hit. Not really like classic for like older people, but for me, Mr. Brightside, The Killers, and then Crop Circles by John Bellion. This is Sports Jam on WMPG 90.9.
apartment turned to ruins on an island where lovers used to live but they've been gone for quite some time and cards and clothes are artifacts and clues we left behind and oh i do not know i do not know because you fucking forgot and did all the passion turn to numbers and statistics i've been trying to grasp it but it's all just WMPG 90.9. We are back. You just heard Mr. Brightside by The Killers and Crop Circles by John Bellion. Uh, and yeah, some quality music. You're welcome. Um, but now we're going to talk about Connor's favorite thing in the world. He's done yes. it 20 times in 21 days. Some golf. You're damn right. You're big, damn right. You know, big, big moves too. golf personally. Not very good. Uh, normally, I shoot between 90 and 100, which is like 20 to 30 over, depending on the course you play at. Um, I broke 90 for my first time ever uh, three days ago. So that's huge. Shot at 89. So improvement. And I, I even got my official, uh, I got a handicap uh, system. Do you, know, like, you know what like, handicaps are no in idea. golf? Like no basically, so a handicap is a way, like if you play a tournament, to make everybody equal in a way. So like professional golfers don't have a handicap. They're expected to go out and shoot par at every course they play at. Meaning they're expected to, you know, if the hole says four shots to get in the hole, they'll hit it in, in four shots or less. Guys like myself that can't, we get handicaps. Um, and the handicaps are based off of the scores you get on during all the rounds so like my handicap for example is probably like a 22 
meaning I'm probably 22 strokes worse than par, always. So if I play in a tournament against somebody who has a two handicap and we both shoot the same that day, then I beat him by 20 strokes because my handicap lowers my overall score by 22 points, basically. So I'm getting my official handicap, and then I'll be able to to see exactly how how good I am compared to like the rest of the players in the state of Maine, which I'll probably be pretty awful, but <laughs> interesting to know. Um, but yeah, good golfers, though, tomorrow that are going to be playing. Uh, we've got the match. Um, about as exciting as it gets right now in the golf world, uh, you've got Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady pairing up against uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. Now, I actually looked it up, and it looks like Tom Brady actually is the better golfer of the two. His handicap is like a five, which is like incredible. Um, so it makes sense that he's with Phil because Phil is kind of the worst golfer right now. Um, so real quick, who do you think is going to win? I, I'm taking um, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods simply because – I can't root for Tom Brady right now. Um, I guess I'll just have to go against you and go Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady. Because, honestly, I just wanted to kind of see Tom Brady do a little bit bad and get really mad. Yeah. I, I think either way it's going to be really interesting to watch. Again, um, that's going to be airing earlier in the day on Sunday, so we're recording a Saturday night. So if you listened, if you're listening right now, look up the results, figure out which one of us is correct about this. Um, was it Cullen? Was it me? Let us know on Instagram, Sports Jam WMPG FM. Um, but we do have some songs to get back to. Um, Cullen, what are we going to be listening to next? Uh, we're going to be listening to Do You Want to Do Nothing With Me, Lawrence the Band, and Treasure, Bruno Mars. Shout out you playing Bruno last week. I figured I'd play some for you. I hope you treasure this moment. Fire. This is Sports Jam WMPG 90.9.
baby squirrel use a sexy motherfucker. Give me your, give me your, give me your attention, baby. I gotta tell you a little something about yourself. Sports Jam, WMPG 90.9, WMPG, Gorham Portland, Portland Gorham, My House, Collins House, Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, the whole deal. You get it. You know it. Um, you just heard two okay songs, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, do You Want to Do Nothing With Me, Lawrence the Band, which actually was quite a good song, I'll admit it. Um, and uh, Treasure by Bruno Mars, which, Fire. Um, anything about Bruno Mars is is very good. So uh, we do have one last quick uh, topic for discussion, and then we're gonna ender. Um, but Dak Prescott turned down a five-year, one hundred seventy-five million dollar deal, which would have made him the highest-paid quarterback in history. Turned it down. Crazy. Colin, thoughts thoughts on that? Absolutely insane. What? Why? You're not the best quarterback in the league right now. 
but he wants upward of $45 million a year. You know what? And that's the worst spot to be in as a franchise because you realize there's nobody else you could get that's better than him for five years right now. Right. So you're kind of handcuffed. You know he won't win you a Super Bowl, but you know you won't get to get to the playoffs if you don't have him. So you kind of got to pay the man. Um, yeah. I mean, if any franchise is going to pay the man, it's going to be the Cowboys. Um, but it's just an insane asking. Like, you're not – like, yeah. would you even say he's top five right now? No, he's not top ten. I can name so ten he's... quarterbacks right now better than him. Go. Right now. I'm doing right now. it. Okay. Right now. Patrick Mahomes, one. Uh, Tom Brady, two. Yep. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to help you out here? No, 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 no. Lamar Jackson, three. Um, still going through the AFC East. Fuck it. Let's say Tua just because we can. Um, unproven, but let's just – Okay, not, Carson Wentz. Sure, I think yeah. Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. Just look at their standings. Yeah. Um, oh, don't say Kirk Cousins. No, don't. Russell Wilson, yes. There we go. That's fine. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's probably borderline nine, nine out of the ten. Um, NFC South, uh, Drew Brees, yep. Matt Ryan, yep. Um, AFC West, no, not Carr. Texans. <laughs> yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson, for sure. So we're at nine. All I gotta do is name one more quarterback of who's gonna be better than him. Ugh. Jared Stidham, baby. Let's That's what go. I was going to say. Jared Stidham, bro. <laughs> oh, my word. Aaron Rodgers. Boom. Done. Yeah. I was looking for Nailed that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Matt so, Stafford. No, he's not top 10. Jared Goff. LOL. Look at you looking up your quarterbacks. Good for Teddy, you. Teddy Bridgewater. Actually better. Um, Teddy H2O. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's that. Um, this show has been kind of a, I won't say a debacle, but it's very hard to talk about sports for two hours when there are no sports. Yeah. Um, but if there's any consolation prize to it, it's that we still get a chance to do this every week, every other week, get a chance just to talk to you guys, talk to each other. Colin and I talk obviously about sports, everything about sports, our lives, you know, so so feel free to uh, reach back out to us on Instagram, Sports Jam WMPG FM. Again, we're available everywhere. I mean, iTunes, Spotify, podcast version. You don't have to wait to listen to us on the radio from nine to eleven p.m. You listen to us like the second uploads. You can listen to us in the middle of the week if you want to, on demand, pause, play, whatever you want to do. So so get after it. Listen to us. Um, but before we go. We do have a couple more songs to play you out on. Um, before you introduce those songs, Colin, I guess the the last thing I'll say uh, before we talk again in two weeks is go Billy Goats and fuck ants. <laughs> Thank you for that outro. Um, I'm going to flip the, the thing and say fuck Billy Goats, go ants, go Dortmund. Um <laughs> The two songs that you're going to take you out on. Uh, the first one is brand new. I only I honestly heard this like a day ago. I've never heard of this person before. It's very cheesy, but I thought it was a good song. It's called I Don't Want to Watch the World End with Someone Else called, by Clinton Kane. Uh, the other song is called My Stress by NF. 
This is Sports Jam on WMPG 90.9. Empty streets now where we used to love our hearts out And now I'm dancing all alone Scared to go out on my own This common feeling faded into anxious breathing In the places we were happy once And stuck inside but never home and if I lose it all in the blink of an eye Like a fire burning out in the night And my heart stops beating But something's screaming And I wish we didn't say goodbye Cause we're just standing still And I don't really know what tomorrow holds But I, I finally realized if this is our last goodbye until we're gone Who cares about the wrongs we caused ourselves Cause I don't want to watch the world end with someone else Falling deeper, deeper into hopeless thinking Remember when you pulled me out Wishing you would come around again When the room goes quiet I'm hit with my regret like a riot Reminds me what I really want But have I waited for too long? Cause if I lose it all in the blink of an eye Like a fire burning out in the night And my heart stops beating But something's screaming And I I wish we didn't say goodbye Cause we're just standing still And I don't really know What tomorrow holds But I've I finally realized If this is our last goodbye Until we're gone Who cares about the wrongs We've caused ourselves Cause I don't wanna watch the world end with someone else I just want to leave the negativity in my head I just want relief from my stress I just want relief from my stress Some days I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress I just want relief from my stress Yeah, I just want relief from my stress Late nights, staring out the window doing 85 Got my state of mind, yeah Walking on that gray line, hoping that my stress dies 
It's like I hate it, but I love it at the same time. Pressure pushing me from all sides. Insecurities of all kinds, yeah. I'm a hostage to my own pride. Most important things in life to me are things I know I can't buy, yeah. It's me in phases. I'm not in the mood, yeah, to meet another stranger. I'm not in the mood, yeah, to have a conversation and talk about a bunch of things that I don't feel amazed with. Getting too close to me, whoa, could be dangerous. I don't like the energy, I leave the situation. All this negativity that I can't get away from. All this negativity I think I need a break from. I'm thankful, but some days I just want to leave the negativity in my head. I just want relief from my stress. I just want relief from my stress. Some days I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress. I just want relief from my stress. Yeah, I just want relief from my stress. Yo, this life got my head spinning. Wonder what I'd do if I knew these were my last minutes. Wonder if I had a week to live, would I stay tripping? Wasting every day that I had left trying to sell tickets or maybe call my dad. Say I love him and laugh with him. Take a couple days and get away from this fast living. I don't love my work the way I did, man. This whole business has got me feeling jaded. Friends I had, now they act different. It's all switching. Whoa, yeah. It's pretty hard to watch Things you used to love Turn to things that you wish you forgot Real moments That make you question the things that you want Got me growing mentally But stressing me out till I drop Over the top That's where I live on a daily basis I always find a way to find the bad in good situations It's sad, huh? Yeah I live my life on the edge Don't want the meds I'm just trying to get relief from my stress, you know? Some days I just want to leave the negativity in my head I just want relief from my stress. I just want relief from my stress. Some days I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress. I just want relief from my stress. Yeah, I just want relief from my stress. These stress levels are not healthy. I'm waiting for that call saying records are not selling. I wonder when this all disappears and they forget me. Will I feel like I found who I was to be more empty? I wonder, was I wrong thinking this is where God led me? Or did I get involved with something that was too heavy? I drive until I'm lost and just sit in my car yelling. My inner critic talks. I'm just hoping that God helps me to stop stressing. Yeah. Some days I just wanna leave the negativity in my head. I just want relief from my stress. I just want relief from my stress. Some days I don't wanna see or have a bunch of people to impress. I just want relief from my stress. Yeah, I just want relief from my stress.